Empower Radio presents The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Kroll. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And do you, like so many of us, feel separate from everything? Do you believe that you will never have enough time, money, talent, or love to truly be happy? Do you think you're not good enough? to have the life that you want. We are living in a cultural myth characterized by these ideas of separation, unworthiness, and scarcity. It is a culture that indoctrinates each and every one of us to the idea that we are separate on our own and that there will never be enough to go around. We're taught to believe that we are not enough and will never be enough. But what if there were one word that could completely liberate us as individuals and a culture from this destructive myth. Our guest today says enough, and I agree. I can't wait to introduce her. So I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind and heart, and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduced Lori McCammon. She's an author, teacher, and blogger who covers topics such as the divine feminine, indigenous wisdom, conscious empowerment, evolutionary biology, and heart-led leadership. She's been instrumental in establishing a number of consciousness-raising organizations, including the Women's Institute of Maine, Imagine the Good Foundation, and the World Institute of Social Architecture. Her articles have been published widely And she's been a speaker at the United Nations Commission on the Status of Women, among other large conferences and gatherings. I'm really happy to have her here and talk about this book that's sitting right in front of me. Welcome, Lori. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. And I have to tell you, your book has been sitting on my table for a very long time. I don't know how many months it's been sitting there. And... The other day, I just ran into an old email and was reminded of this book, and it was like, oh my gosh, I need to pick it up. So here we are today because I love the message in your book. I love what you're doing here, and I can't wait to just share this with our listeners and get this message out for them. But first, Lori, we have a traditional question here on the show, and I like to kind of couch our conversation into a bigger perspective here. So I'm going to ask you if you can share with our listeners, what does all things connected mean to you? Well, Dr. Julie, I think the way I'd really like to talk about it is I went to your website and I just love the intentions that you set for the show. And I'd like to talk about how that um, kind of translate into this enough message. So, you know, you say break through the illusion of separation. And, you know, that is so true because when we know we're enough, everything is different. We no longer see ourselves as separate. When we know we're enough, we're available to bring that enoughness to help the world. And we are connected 
to a larger story of enough and how to create that. Uh, you talk about the, explore the infinite field of possibility. I just love that. Mm-hmm. We talk about the quantum field a lot in our groups and all the hidden enoughness that we aren't taught to look for or see within us and around us. Um, so we're not separate from that incredible story of enough that nature has been telling for 13.8 billion years. We just have been so um, focused on the human story that we've been told about not enough, about scarcity and lack, that our attention is held there and we don't see what's all around us and like within our bodies, within ourselves and our knowings that we have about our enoughness and our ability to create enoughness all gets masked when we believe in this story of lack, which, you know, is an illusion. Mm. And then finally, you you say, find the beautiful beginnings where endings leave off. And I just love that because I believe that the way to get to a better world is to focus on how do we create this enough story because all of nature knows how to do it. It's a grand teacher. Our bodies know how to do it. And so we just need to reclaim that story as ours again. It's time for the old story of never enough to go by the wayside. Mm. I appreciate that so much. And I, I, I'm reminded of um, Joe Dispenza's words. He says, where our attention goes, our energy flows. And, and you mentioned we've been you know, really looking at the story of scarcity and never enough for so long. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Thank you for that response, Lori. And I, I do want to say also that your message is really so congruent and and coherent with this understanding of our wholeness, right? Our interconnectedness. And it, it's like the same thing, but I really appreciate how this book brings it into this prescription in a really easy way for any listener or reader to to go oh i get it you know it's so simple so i i'm curious about your story lori before mm-hmm. we get into um those words and really how they can assist all of us i'm i'm really curious about you this beautiful five sentence phrase came mm-hmm. to you and you don't write about how or what or, or what brought you to that moment, but obviously you are a visionary and an evolutionary thinker and, and you've been grounded in this consciousness. So I'm, I'm really curious, what brought you to that point? <laughs> well, you know, I think I've been getting messages like that my whole life. Not that particular one, but um, sometimes I receive these things called divine downloads. I think we all do. But so often when we can't fit them into the context of our daily life, we we ignore it or we say, oh, that was just a fleeting thing. Um, So, you know, in in fact, when I met my husband, um, this happened to me. I walked into this place, and as I was opening the door, I heard the words loud and clear, and it came out of my mouth, I feel like I'm going to meet the man I'm going to marry today Mm -hmm. here. and. Um, you know, 27 years later, we're, we're married and have a wonderful marriage and a, a child. So I think we just know things. And this is part of the wholeness that I want to discuss or the hidden enoughness that we're taught not to see. We know things. We are connected at this deep energetic level where we can sense the whole. We can sense our place in the whole. We can sense timing. And so when the enough message came in, 
I, it had that same feeling. I knew that this feeling was that this is deep truth. And it was a very simple message. It's I am enough. I have enough. We are enough. We have enough. Enough. And I know that seems really simple, and we're so used to really like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, another happy, you know, light, light kind of message of, oh, you're enough. And we hear that a lot and, and think that's not going to change anything. But I don't know, the, the, the energy of the message was so compelling to me that I took it on as my life's work. Like, I, I just had to find out where did this come from? When did we depart from this universal story of enough that nature tells every day through its ecosystems? And that's what an ecosystem is. It's, it's a system for sharing enough so that there's enough for everybody, a diverse number of species. And, you know, somehow we are telling the exact opposite story, which is one of greed and hoarding and fear and, you know, unevenness in terms of how we share. So I just, um, you know, I think that it just caught my attention. And I was one of those very, very fortunate children who had an idyllic childhood. My parents always told me that I was enough. Um, We had a very peaceful, loving home. And um, I found things pretty easy. I found school easy. I found making friends easy. And I usually was in a leadership role. So, you know, um, you would think that maybe I could hold on to that feeling of enoughness. But I just think it's too pervasive in our society. Um, You know, we're in a society that's telling a never-enough story, and it's a daily... um, onslaught of these messages in the media, in our institutions, whether it's educational or economic or political or or even religious, all these messages that say that we're not enough and keep us um, off track of knowing the enoughness that we maybe once were in touch with before we had all these messages. In fact, um, um, Bruce Lipton says that by the age of uh, 70%, of our self-talk is negative, is I'm not enough, 70%. But the good news is that 30% isn't. So how do we live that 30% that knows, that knows that we're enough? Well, thank you for for that. That's that's really sad, isn't it? And it's so true about our culture. And so I I really want to affirm that you're right. This, This message seems really simple. I am enough, I have enough, we are enough, we have enough, enough. Very simple, just a few words. And yet you don't use it in this nice little mantra or nice little affirmation or a good little reminder. You really unpack it. There's layers and layers and layers to this. And this book is full with, with the history and then literally the consciousness shift and the prescription for us to to really um really do some amazing things with it so how did that happen then because you you did hear it and then you went i i gotta spend some time i think you said three years i gotta i gotta figure out what this really is yeah well i just i have a passion for um for i'm a systems thinker i love to bring in diverse uh bits of information and to see how they could fit together. So I, you know, I love writing about spirituality, indigenous wisdom, women's um, wisdom, 
and and then my background in college was as a in a, I was a biology major. I was pre med, so I'm sort of like this uh, multi personality in that way. I, I'm I'm kind of a scientist, and I'm kind of a yogi, and I'm kind of a you know a skeptic. I'm all these things, and I think that. Um, being able to bring whatever my enoughness is to this book of what, what are my skill sets and how can I shed light onto this message and make it real and practical um, and usable for people because it's really simple and yet it's not because there is such depth to it. There's, you know, I call it a deep dive into enough. Um, and I think that our society, we're always sampling and they we're so used to sampling. We think more is always better. And, um, and so this is going against that tide into a deep dive into one single word and to really root out how that one word has colored um, how we perceive the world as a humanity and how we ingested that before we even knew what we were ingesting and how that keeps us from seeing the wholeness, of seeing the enoughness, of ourselves in the world, and just accepting these really sad um, statistics, like you know, uh, how many people are starving in the world, or how many wars there are, or how how destructive we are to the planet, you know, every day. So um, you know, to be to be accepting all those must mean we somehow um, have bought the Kool Aid. You know, we're drinking the Kool Aid that there isn't enough. And we're like, oh, well, I guess there's not enough. We, we have to do these things or these things have to exist. They do not. And, in fact, in nature, they do not. There's no such thing as a never enough dynamic in nature. It's really all based on the concept of enough for all. Yeah, so let, let's just let's go deeper into that because your message is – so much more than just the scarcity and abundance piece, mm-hmm. but some people are probably listening going, well, I don't get it. I, I still mm-hmm. don't get it. What's the difference? And, mm-hmm. you know, literally, I think you had an example in the book of someone who said, you know what, but I want so much more and, and that's okay. So this isn't really about a lesson on the law of attraction or, or how to get more, or but it really does talk about this natural law, the universe, where everything is enough. I love your example of the ecosystem because everything within an ecosystem is taken care of in its fullness. And when the individual um, takes care of the whole, the whole takes care of the individual within that ecosystem. So let's speak more about that, the, the scarcity and abundance and what this really means. Sure. I mean, I think a wonderful example is our own bodies. I mean, we have a personal example with us all the time, our whole lives, which is that our bodies are, you know, made up of 32.7 trillion cells that are cooperating for the good of the whole. I mean, could you even imagine, you know, like liver cells at war with stomach cells or, you know, or the stomach hoarding, you know, so that the skin couldn't get what it needs? You know, it just... It, it's an example of what works, and it's also an example of billions of years of selective evolution. It's what works, you know. So, so when we realize that, and we realize we're not in competition with each other, you know, that really we exist as a unique, one-of-a-kind being on this planet to bring something special forth, 
No one can do it like we would do it. You know, we are needed where we are to do what we do. And when we get the profundity of that, we are somehow released from this idea that we're separate and that we're in competition and that we're lonely. Everything floods in in terms of appreciation of yourself, appreciation of the people that you're with and working with and, and learning about. Um, and you no longer have that inner voice that wants to always tell you that you're not enough, you're not good enough, you've got to do this better, that beats you up on a daily basis. Without that voice, you have all this space to create in the world. And that's part of your hidden enoughness, that this can release when you understand that you truly are enough. Mm. Lori, this word enough, mm-hmm. I, as I listen to you, I'm thinking of you, you could have, of course, the voice didn't give you different words, but you could have said, you know, I am love or I am loved. You could say I am whole. You could say I'm not separate. I'm, I'm into my inherent unity or my prior unity. There's lots of, there's lots of different constructs out there to help us and assist us now as we're going through this evolution on the planet, the uniqueness of this word, I think, is really important to tell this story. And I'm, I'm wondering, what does this word, the etiology of this word, and why, why did it stick with you? Because you could have brought this into the larger conversation on the planet. And, you know, we're having a lot with quantum physics and, it, and it's showing us our interconnectivity. We're looking at all the spiritual traditions and we're realizing that it's all saying the same thing right. in a different language. But this word, to me, um, this word enough is so powerful when mm-hmm. we really hear it. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I kind of feel like it's the most generous word um, when you truly understand what it means. It is truly the most generous word because it asks for every good effort out there to have enough, to know that it's enough. You know, and um, when I was writing the book, uh, I was getting towards the end of writing the book and it suddenly occurred to me that um, I didn't know the etymology of the word which is kind of a silly thing. I think I was a little afraid of what I was going to find. And Mm. I was just absolutely stunned when I found out that the roots of the word enough are from the Old English and Hittite ge and na, which means together we rise. And it gave me goosebumps. I'm like, how could we not understand that it has to do with we? that it is the connector that brings us back home to our bigger family of each other and of, of nature, the nature that we've never been separate from. So, yeah, I just think it's a unique way to think about um, transformation and shift because it speaks to all of that in such a holistic way. And I think that words like love... Um, and even quantum physics, uh, you know, we talk about those so much. After a while, people kind of blur out on it. There's something yeah. about how this word is popping up now. I mean, it's popping up as enough is enough. And together we rise. We see the rise part coming to the surface as well. Um, and I just think there's something about that. I think it's a collective call for all of us. And I think more people are hearing this word and being curious about it. It's just 
it's just the time for it to serve us, to wake up from this, this old never enough story that's kept us locked in a very small box of perception for 5,000 years. Yeah. Together we rise. Yeah, we're <laughs> hearing, you know, one of my favorite songs is um, Rise Up right now. And, and you're hearing it everywhere. And, mm-hmm. you know, many of the, the marches and the movements are using languaging like Together We Rise. So mm-hmm. it is really beautiful. The other thing that I think is really important before we kind of dig into each of those sentences individually, because I think they're all remarkably um exquisite in and of themselves but the other the other piece that i think is really important here before we take a break is to understand the how you use the enough message versus the not enough message um the enough story versus the not enough story Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. even you know just Mm -hmm looking at the not enough, we're all, we've all felt it. We've all looked at it. So when we take that word then, which is beautiful, together we rise, like, wow. And then we could look up Webster or, or you know, dictionary.com and, and find out more of what that enough word really means. But then when we, when we create it as this message and story, um, it brings us into this broader perspective that now is our time to tell a new story. And we, we have a choice here in front of us. Do you want to speak to that? Yeah, I, I, I would love to. The, um, you know, when you don't know that you're enough, you're vulnerable to, um, to so much. You're vulnerable to being uh, manipulated. You're vulnerable to feeling that you're not enough to change something, so you acquiesce. You're vulnerable to being jealous of others and to sabotage other people's success you know, in order to feel better about yourself. You're, you're vulnerable to over-consuming or buying things or being overworked or stressed because you're constantly striving to prove to yourself in the world that you are enough. So we think about all this energy that we expend to, to um, try to cover up this primal wound. I, I call, I'm sorry mm-hmm. to call... Um, not enough, a primal wound that we all share as a humanity. It's, it's really what unites us. I think there's very few people out there who have not been wounded by this never enough feeling. And so it does drive our behaviors and our expectations and our aspirations and our beliefs. And so because of that, I believe it's a core um, message behind this paradigm. And we need to get to that root cause of why we're in this mess, why we can't um, seem to um, get rid of war or poverty or discrimination or all these things. They are part and parcel of this core message of not enough. It drives all of it. So a beautiful vision I like to keep in mind for, for myself and the world is that if, that if I believe I'm enough, if we believe we are enough, all of those dynamics that drive war and poverty and discrimination, everything, absolutely just disappears because there's no impetus for it anymore. Because you love yourself and you want people around you to succeed because you realize it's our success. So, you know, those dynamics get healed. The wound actually gets healed. It doesn't get healed with things, with accomplishments, with power plays. Those things do not work. We know that now. We have enough 
feedback now to know this. So why not? Why not take this deep dive into healing that wound for yourself so you can heal it for the world? Mm. I thank you, Lori. It's such an important message here, and I, I think it's just like this twin um, energy with the the not enough wound and the wound of separation, and they're they're one and the same thing. They're almost like the different side of the coin. So, <laughs> such an important important message for us. I am Dr. Julie Kroll. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will explore so much more with Lori McCammon and this whole, ooh, yummy prescription of enough. We'll be right back. Listening to Empower Radio, an entire radio station devoted to your personal development, expanding your conscious awareness, and empowering positive change. Meet our hosts and listen online at empowerradio.com, on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, or download the Empower Radio app for your smartphone or tablet. It's free in the App Store and it lets you listen to our shows and podcasts on demand. Empowering people, empowering change. Empower Radio, online at empowerradio.com. Okay, gang. So, chances are there'll never be an emergency ever, ever again. Mm -hmm. But, just in case, let's talk about a plan. Okay. So, who's going to do what? Anyone? Uh... Yeah, okay, perfect. We'll figure it out as we go. So, who is going to grab the go bag? What's a go bag? It is a bag we do not have that is filled with things we really, really need in an emergency. Guess we won't have to worry about it then. Ah, good point. So, uh, we all know who to call if something happens then, right? I'd have to call Jill, Devin, Melissa, Karen, and Bruce. And I will try to call all of you, but Greg doesn't have a cell phone. Dad's phone will have a dead battery. No doubt. And Julie will be on the phone with Jill, Devin, Melissa, Karen, and Bruce. Well, this is great. <laughs> I am so glad that we don't have a plan. I know. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. A public service announcement brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037. So he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve 2037? I guess I was thinking Steve 2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right. But don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. This is the sound of E. coli splashing around in raw hamburger juice on your cutting board. 
And it looks like mom just put the tomatoes and onions on there too. Don't let E. coli mosh with your food. An estimated 3,000 Americans die from a foodborne illness each year. So always separate raw meat from vegetables on two cutting boards. Keep your family safe at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Positive Radio for a better life. Thank you for listening to Empower Radio. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you are inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and maybe even listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. I always love to hear from you, appreciate your comments, your suggestions, your feedback. So please stay in connection here. I am here with Lori McCammon, author of Enough, and you can find Lori at Mccammon. Dot com, and that's spelled a unique way. Some A U R I E M C C A M M O N, Lori McCammon.com. Maybe not so unique to you, Lori, but there's lots of ways to spell Lori. And I have some dear friends who are McCammons, but they don't spell it that way. So welcome back, Lori, to the second half. And I wanted to just start this half with one of your quotes from the book. There's so much in here and I just want to allow our listeners, they always know if I say it's highlighted a lot, it's a really good, important read for them. And this one is highlighted cover to cover. So thank you for that. But here's a quote, the underlying intention of enough as a new story is to provide enough, not just for oneself, but for one's community, the world and the planet. The truth is that we cannot achieve well-being for ourselves without ensuring the well-being of other people in the planet. And we know our enough when we feel it. You cannot create what you do not understand. So I, those are two different quotes here, but I think um, they're both so important. We were talking about that ecosystem and how nature provides for everything when it works together. But there's this piece here that I want to introduce here, Lori, and, and get your get your expertise on because we're talking about that this this well-being for ourselves is only ensured by the well-being of other people on the planet. But then this piece here is important. We know our enough when we feel it. So we can keep all of this in our head and understand, yeah, ecosystems say everything thrives when it's taking care of itself and, and the, the greater good and yada, yada, yada. But this piece about knowing our enough and feeling and experiencing and embodying this, um, it's one of the pieces that I teach a lot when we're talking about wholeness is once we feel that, it it shifts everything for us. So Lori, what do you mean when you say our enough, we know it when we feel it. And then what do we do with that? Mm. Well, you know, I think that we feel it because it is absolutely unique to us. What we need to bring forth our gifts in service to the whole 
um, which is never exclusive from being in service to self. That's a false separation that mm -hmm. we've learned but is not true in nature. We are holons, which is Arthur Kessler's um, concept of we are both unique beings and part of a larger whole. And, you know, when we deny the part that's the part of the largest or whole, we can never really true find, truly find happiness because that makes us happy too. That helps us thrive too. That is our the bigness of our expression on the world, in the world, is that, is what we can do that has an impact um, on others. So I, I see it as instead of us buying this story that in order to feel enough, I need a particular brand of car or a particular size house or I need to be a particular size weight myself, if I buy into all those sort of generic message of what it means to be enough, I am missing my own, my own enough. I am denying myself a lot of times the things that I really need to be enough. And this is how there is enough for everyone because not everyone's going to need the same things or the same amount of the same things. And there's enough to go around. And you look at a, a uh, ecosystem and you see that. You know, different animals are consuming different things. Different animals are offering different things. Um, so I think that is what I mean. It's like when you are in that, you know, sweet spot of knowing that you are expressing your purpose, that's that feeling, that vibrational match between you and the whole that is so enriching. And I think it's really what we're looking for when we're trying to feel like we're enough. That is it for me. Mm. Thank you. You know, I think so. This brings me into these this worldview and really this shifting paradigm of of how we're living on this planet. Because if we are truly to feel our enoughness and then go, we as a collective are enough too. Um, we have so many who are still in this place of mass consciousness, believing in lack and not enough, and then we see the news media and and other media outlets saying dwindling natural resources, extinction of many different species, global warming, everything coming to an end, breakdowns of all these systems. And what do you say to that message? Because um, it is about unplugging from one worldview and really trusting enough in our enough to move toward the other worldview. Well, I think there's two different uh, responses you would have to, to horrific news like that. If you don't feel like you're enough and you hear overwhelming um, bad news like that and you don't feel that you're enough to do anything about it, all it can really do is cause you a great deal of stress, depression, anxiety. And I think um, we're really called at this time because the evidence is mounting that the never enough story is not sustainable. Yeah. It's not wise. It's, it's pretty much suicidal. And um, so if we are embedded in that story, if we are ingesting the, the emotions of disappointment, of fear, of, of powerlessness, uh, then we are going to be very unhappy people, and we're not going to be very effective as change agents. So what I feel is that we need to... 
um, really work on valuing ourselves because if we can come to a place of enoughness, we will instantly know the match between the problem out there and what it is we can do about it. What is our realm and what is enough? I mean, the very smallest thing could be more enough than you ever realize. You know, and we, we really have, we got into this mess by, by doing a lot of small things wrong. So we can get out of it by doing a lot of sm- small things right and by having the intention and the consciousness to create the new. And this is that piece that you and I were discussing at the beginning about being laser focused on what we can create. One of the women that I work with, she's always saying we need to focus on what's strong, not on what's wrong. And I really think that, that she's so right about that because we need to mind our, mind our energy. Um, you know, when we have, when we register a response, an emotional response that drains our energy and makes us feel hopeless, that is our signal to, to shift our focus, to, to really look at what is it that brings me energy? What enlivens me? What brings me hope? Who brings me hope? Who do I need to hang out with? Um, what news shows do I have to turn off? Who do I have to unfriend on, on social media in order to laser focus on what I can do? And I think this is what we're all being called to do right now is to get really impeccable about where we put our attention. And, and is it going to be in creating the new or, you know, just sort of wallowing in the old and, and, and fighting in the old fights, the old battles of separation of us versus them is is a big part of of the enough the not sorry not enough illusion, you know. Yeah. So when we're battling with someone, even you know, even if it's a good cause, you know, we're battling against pollution or discrimination or something, we are still in that old energy of um, enough is enough, which is I'd like to talk about that at some point in this call. How different that is from the energy of enough that I talk about. They're two separate things. Um, so I would just really like to encourage people to, to go into self-care and self-awareness when they feel that feeling, that awful feeling of bad, hearing bad news like that. Yeah. Well, let's go, since we're talking about the bad news, let's go right there on mm-hmm. to the enough is enough because then I want to ask, ask you in more practical terms of how to apply this. But mm-hmm. let's go there since you mentioned it. Okay. All right, so, um, you know, so when I got the enough message, you, you'll notice that the last um, word in it is enough, and that's with an exclamation point. And the more I sat with it, I realized it was, was not saying the energy of enough is enough, because enough is enough is, is a message of separation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the old paradigm of um, heroes and villains, you know, and... So if we want to be a hero, there has to be a villain. You know, there has to be a victim. And I don't think we need to live in a world where there are heroes, victims, and perpetrators anymore. You know, when we realize that we're enough and the world is telling an enough story, we can go into a place of harmony and, um, and support of one another. We don't need those violent stories of separation anymore. So I do believe, though, we have to reach this enough is enough moment in order to have 
clarity about the pain and suffering of the old enough, not enough story. Like, we have to get to that moment where we're just fed up, you know, with the pain and suffering and the barrage of bad messages on, uh, you know, on, so, on media and social media all the time. It just is just, it's normalizing all of this pain and suffering, and it's very hard to dig out of that. So if we're engaged in that kind of, you know, us versus them battle forever, we're stuck there. So, yes, we, we, we've needed to do that. We've needed to voice the truth that we know, but we're meant to transcend that and get to this other enough place, which is claiming a world where there is enough for everyone, including for Earth, for future generations, and for our communities, our families, ourselves, and to put our attention there. And basically, we're unplugging from engaging our own energy in those old battles and using that energy to create something that's better. Yeah. Well, this is so important, Lori. I really appreciate you clarifying that and bringing that to the surface because this this whole emergent conversation is, you know, is here waking us. And there are so many who are in fear. So I'm going to just mention there's, there's a leader who has so many followers. She's a coach. She's a teacher. She's a speaker. And I remember months ago her... Um, putting out a message that you're not enough and by the way your your whole livelihood is going to go away as the middle class because technology is taking over and and there was so much fear and separation there we Mm -hmm. we all know that as we're Mm -hmm. listening to to the story but but you talk about this enough story in practical terms and I'm wondering if you could give to our listeners, like, how might this enough story, how might this enough message change our economy? Like, mm-hmm. literally, when we're looking at, uh, I could put any word in there besides economy, and we can look at the planet, we could look at, you know, relationships, we could look mm-hmm. at all of the different mm-hmm. sectors of our life. But I'm really curious what you might say about this enough story, and how might that assist us as humanity mm-hmm. to change our relationship? with the economy and, and really um, f- come back into that we are enough, we have enough. Right. Well, I think the first thing is to realize that all of our institutions and systems were created from a never enough mindset. And therefore, yes. that's all they know how to do. That's all they know how to perpetuate. So they have at their core a belief in scarcity, a belief in e- inequality, And as long as we're loyal to those systems and are complicit with them, we too are expressing a not enough story. And so um, I I think that we have to have faith in all of the people out there who are waking up to that and creating something different. I mean, the whole new economics movement, this idea of, um, of, of, for example, doing an hour exchange where instead of using money, People contribute um, their skill set, whatever it may be. Um, um, They offer it in kind of a time bank. And then, so for example, I could say, um, I will bake you a pie, but what I really need is someone to come rake my leaves. So I can bake a pie for Janet, 
and then Tom can come rake my leaves. And, and it's an exchange system that's flexible. So these are ways in which humans are we're innovating and we're getting to the core of what it really means to share so that my hour of time given to bake a pie is equal to the time given to do anything else, even if it's a doctor giving uh, health care. We're all equal because our time is sort of the, 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 the equalizer in, in that equation. So that's just one example in terms of um, economics. But you can look at it as like the Cone Academy providing tutoring free online for children. That's, that's an innovation of, of the, um, the, the educational movement, you know. Um, you can take any movement and uh, any institution and look at ways that people are innovating on the edge, removing the middleman, removing the control of a corporation, and going to person-to-person -person sharing and creating. So this is going to happen, like Margaret Mead always said, by local people doing things differently. And mm -hmm. it's not like we're reinventing the wheel. It's a return to the old ways that you know, our great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents knew very well you know, and got by with trading things with their neighbors and, and um, helping each other be resilient. So I think we're going to be doing more of that. You know, we see it in the farm-to-table movement, for example, and um, you know, uh, support of CSA farms. So you know, it's all around us. And um, Paul Hawken talks about it in his book, Blessed Unrest. And he talks about these, these arising efforts and movements as being actually a connected immune response of nature, our own human nature, um, responding to what's not right about our current paradigm. So it's happening, and it's accelerating. And we don't have to force it or, or doubt it. It's happening. And people are just heart-led to these kinds of innovations in ways that we can make ourselves um, self-sufficient self -sufficient and help our communities to have enough. Mm. Well, thank you. Thank you for bringing up um, Paul Hawkins. And um, one of the things that you talk about in the book and, and I talk about a lot is all the amazing, beautiful initiatives and innovations that are emerging with this culture that when we, when we look at when we look at our wholeness, when we when we really look at our enoughness, I like this new word. Is that a real word word in the dictionary yet, <laughs> Lori? Because it's going to be when we look at our enoughness, right? I don't still um, get spell checked every time I write it. <laughs> <laughs> oh darn it! Soon enough, I'll, I'll start using it too. Maybe maybe Google will get the hint and somebody else will pick it up. But anyway, so so. You are optimistic. You're optimistic about our future. You're optimistic about change. And what I heard you saying when I'm asking about practical terms with the economy really is an important piece that everything that's breaking down right now was built in the old consciousness, was built from a mindset and a worldview of not enough. It was built from a mindset and a worldview of separation, that we're, we're separate from um, the planet and our source, creative source, and each other, one another. So, so really what we're, we're talking about here is, is, is as simple as unplugging from an old worldview and then really focusing our attention, practicing moving awareness into this new 
paradigm, this new, this new worldview. So, just in saying that, I'm I'm curious. I want to give you an opportunity before we end the show. Here is, I'm I'm wondering what impact you might hope that this book and this message can ultimately have. Hmm. Well, you know, I I feel that um, you know in the book I talk about systems theory, and um, if you follow the evidence in systems theory, there's no way we won't make it into a new paradigm. It's inevitable, just like adolescence um, leads to adulthood. We are in the adolescence right now of humanity with the old paradigm. And so I'm hoping that this work helps us to transition into our adulthood maybe just a little bit earlier with a little bit more awareness and help because I think that's, that's what SHIFT is about. It's about us helping one another um, to get there by sharing what we know, our little piece of the puzzle, and how can you never know how that little piece is going to affect somebody else and their awakening and their, um, their journey. So, um, you know, for example, I work with these women who um, from Gather the Women, which is a wonderful organization that, that supports women's circles worldwide and invited them to learn about my work. And we were so happy to be together that we developed a guidebook to go along with this. And so it's practical steps, practical exercises that people can do um, to deepen their understanding of this, this new emerging paradigm of enough and how it affects them and what they, you know, how they can grow into this enough world. And so that's, that's really my purpose in life now. And I'm as surprised as anyone <laughs> that this mm. came about for me. Um, but I'm, you know, this is what I do and it's what my passion is. And so I just hope we get there. But more than hope, I know we're going to get there. Beautiful. Because together we rise. <laughs> together we rise I love that and I love how you totally use this word in all different ways it's really um, just endearing to listen to you saying this enough world and you know just the, the whole piece give us a, a sneak preview of what's coming in this workbook that goes along <laughs> with this because I and maybe give us a few examples of what someone might find when they when they oh. pick up that new book Yes. Well, um, I'm just really excited about it. It comes out November 3rd. And, um, well, you'll find meditations. You'll find journaling prompts. You'll find group activities in there as well. Um, you know, we, we'll look at the root of your never enough story, where it came from, what it says to you, how it holds you back. Um, and then you will really look at your own enoughness. What are your gifts? What are your capabilities? What what are your passions and what you want to bring to the world? And then we move through that, that five-sentence enough message, I am enough, I have enough, to the we. And that's a really exciting part because there's lots of tools in there about how and why we have a hard time um, becoming a we in the old paradigm and how we can break through those barriers to deep connection and amazing, happy, joyful, oh, enriching kinds of collaboration with other people. And then we can bring forth together these new tools because we have enough to help each other to reclaim our our inherent enoughness. 
So that's the kind of things you're going to find, um, and they're keyed into messages in the book. So you could actually use it as kind of a study guide or a book group guide, and um, we're hoping to make it as simple and practical as possible with the guidebook. Beautiful. I can see it as a, a prescription for world peace yeah. and that inner peace, and, which leads to world peace, right? Yeah. When, the, when you're talking about the we peace and really coming together as, as collectives to practice this and to really support one another. Um, there's so many beautiful initiatives out there in the world for us to come together in collective and and be supportive so yeah i i'm seeing a, a prescription for world peace here i love it i love it and it's it's not just conjecture it's happening it's happening it i've been experiencing it with groups that i'm working with i know there's other groups out there experiencing this new kind of synergy this inner yeah. outer peace i love how you brought that in dr julie it's just it's really true it's inner and outer peace yeah Beautiful. Okay, Lori, I, I want to close with a beautiful quote, but I want to give you a minute or so. If there's anything you didn't get to say to our listeners, mm -hmm. what might you, what might you want to bring to our attention today? You are enough. You've always been enough. There's not a single moment in your life that you haven't been enough, no matter what people tell you no matter what messages there are out there, no matter what inner chatter, you've always been enough because you're part of this grand enough story that has been going on for billions of years and you've never been separate from that story. Mm. Wow, pause into that. How beautiful is that? I, I have a new grandbaby on her way and I think about her and just think of, I can't imagine her never not being enough, you know? So, mm -hmm. wow, what a beautiful reminder for all of us. Thank you so much for joining us today, Lori. I so appreciate your wisdom and the enthusiasm and passion that comes through your voice as well as mm -hmm. the written word on your page. So <laughs> thank you and congratulations. It's a beautiful, beautiful message. I'm so happy to be in partnership with you and, and other light beings here that are bringing these wonderful messages forth. Mm, well, thank you. I'm going to share it widely with many, many circles and, and look forward to that. So I just want to leave you with a quote from the book, Enough. If we were to reflect on our most contented moments, we would find that they arise from directly experiencing our beingness. I'm going to say our enoughness right there, too. We lose track of time. We exist in those moments in a kind of engaged bliss and aliveness. We are in alignment with divine inspiration and flow, and we are in service to what the world needs. We are creating as a pure expression of who we are. We're in the quantum field of aliveness. This is enough. This is the enough message. You are enough. You have enough. And I can't say it any better than Lori. Thank you. You've been listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. And we appreciate you tuning in. Remember, together, we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now. <laughs>